So we are back on the bench woman with an Easter special. Happy Easter to all those who are celebrating. I'm your host Gorgs. So today we have a chat with senior member of the Madiba's Rugby Varsity Cup side, Njabulo Tony, ahead of the clash against Pika on Monday, followed by a pre-match press conference with Proteus skipper Timba Bavuma and coach Mark Boucher as they take on Pakistan starting today with the first ODI. So first up we have Njabulo Tony on Madiba's radio, the best youth station in the Bay. Hi, I'm Figile Mbalula, commonly known as uh, Razmataz Mbawizi Fligile on Flick. You are listening to Madiba's radio. Keep rocking the Metro Nana. Let's go. You're listening to Madiba's radio, opening up the waves for you to be heard. Alright, so we're joined by, um, by a member of Madiba's rugby side. Uh, welcome, turning to the bench, Roma. Thanks, Nathan. It's good to be here. Cool. Uh, firstly, do you mind introducing yourself, who you are, what you study, etc.? Um, no problem. Uh, my name is Njabulo Tony. I'm uh, currently doing my uh, honours in business management this year. Um, you obviously got noticed uh, playing for Corsair's side and then taking big strides to be where you are at the moment. Do you still believe you have anything to prove? Uh, we obviously, you guys in uh, going to the Varsity Cup this season. Uh, well, I mean, as a rugby player, you always feel like you have something to prove. But, you know, um, it's been a long journey. But I think um, I did make some strides from Corsair's to club rugby, to the varsity shield and the users, but this is my first varsity cup. Mm. So I would like to make um, a name for myself on that platform. 100%. Uh, how things been so far in, in camp? Because I, I, I do believe you guys have, have quite a, had, a, had a long uh, pre-season uh, at home as well and with the, with the guys in camp, obviously with COVID happening. So how's it uh, overall, how's it been so far for, for you, for yourself? Uh, it hasn't been easy. Um, this is, I suppose, every other person feels the same way. It's been the, the hardest 
preparation for any competition. Mm. But I think the major thing for us uh, was our attitude and our approaches and being adaptable because it has been stop start. We started training by ourselves at home, following a program, um, submitting on the apps. And then we did get together as a group, started training in 10 groups. Then eventually the whole squad trained together. And then there were other unforeseen circumstances that we all had to go into isolation again. But I mean, the guys were, were willing, in, willing to put the work in, you know, and we all had uh, the bigger picture in mind. So I think that really helped a lot. And um, as much as other other in other environments, you could have broken down, you know, but I think we just kept the momentum going forward. Mm. Uh, last week, you guys played against Awusu, uh, Walter Susulu University. Uh, wonderful banner break beyond display by you guys, obviously. Um, Obviously, this is the last week of prep before the first game against Pukka. Uh, do you guys feel you guys are well prepared for the first game uh, this coming Monday? Uh, yes, I mean, look, we've only played one uh, warm-up game, but mm. I think we we won't focus much on the result, but we just wanted to check if our processes are working, you know, how, how um, effective we can be. And I mean, our first round together and we had to field 36 guys, so I think it was good prep, you know, what we were doing in the off-season, you know, we are able to implement. So I think it's been good preparation and, you know, um, the way we're able to close games off and also we want to check our game management and things like that, you know. So mm. there was a lot to focus on, but I think the guys um, did tick the boxes that we wanted to tick. And I think, um, yeah, it'll set us in good in good um, stride for, for Monday's game. 100%. Um, obviously, you guys will be all based in Pretoria. Um, for all the guys who don't know um, uh, about what's happening with the Vostic Cup this season, you guys will be stuck in a bio bubble. Can you briefly explain um, how long you guys are going to be there for and you guys are going to come back or what? what's going to happen with, with uh, Madiba's rugby side in terms of being in the bubble um, environment? Okay, so well, obviously uh, only 30 guys can actually um, leave for Pretoria, so we will all uh, stay in uh, one bio bubble. We will be there for about 10 days at a time. Mm. So we'll have one game on Monday, then have a, a two day break and then play again on Thursday, then another break and then on a Sunday. Mm. You know, so that'll happen. And then we will all obviously come back uh, to Port Elizabeth for about a week or so. And then we we'll repeat the same processes, the same process two times. You know, so it's going to be a shorter competition, but uh, more more taxing on the bodies. But I think. Um, the guys are the guys are really keen for it. 100. Now, talk. Let's talk about a, a few members of of the, of the side, the new members within the the squad. Um, there are a couple that that the coach last week mentioned. Have they impressed in in, in any way? Do you have to, do, do you want to mention a few names that have that have impressed you uh, personally? And are you looking forward to watching them on the field? Um, okay. Well, if I can pinpoint um, one that stood out, I mean, there is a first year Dylan Holgreen. I think he's a young boy from Gray. Um, I mean, especially in his position, you know, there are the likes of Liola Dapula playing there as well. You have Leighton Gray, Hazelfan, you know. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a lock that okay. can also play flank. Okay. And um, I think he's just, he's got a certain presence in the team, you know, and he's not afraid to, to, to do some talking as well, you know, make his presence felt. So I think um, he's uh, he's got a, a very uh, calm head on his shoulders, you know. So I think he's one that really stood out as, um, in the forwards. And in the backs, um, Aya Olifant, he was playing at the Shimlas. And I just love how he's sort of taken control in the midfield as well, you know. Um, 
he knows when to speed it up, when to calm it down. He's a good management as well. And I think also from Shimla is Dian Skitter, a very, very composed uh, controller of the game. So I think those players will also be important for us. And oh, yeah. um, our captain, of course. I'm sure you've you had a chat with him yeah, last week. Weeks, yeah. Um, let's do, um, Dian Skitter, what position does he play? He is a fly half. Okay, uh, yeah, we've mentioned now uh, Leolo, the big man Leolo, Leolo Dapulo. Obviously, he was made the captain of the side. Your guys' coach Andre Trudeau made a comment about him, uh, and I quote: "Dapulo is someone you wouldn't want to meet in an alleyway at night, and is definitely someone that the, the group respects." What are your impressions of Dapulo? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I remember the first time I saw him was in 2018. Uh, in a varsity cup game, I think we were playing UCT, and um, first, first time game, I just yes, I looked. Game. Yes, so I think he came off the bench that day, mm. and I was like, "Jesus, quite a unit." So I'm thinking maybe it's someone that's been in the system for years, or to find out, you know, he's I think maybe a year or two younger yeah. than me. But um, but once you actually have a conversation with the guy, and me and him have gotten closer on a personal mm. level, he's a He's quite a softy, but you know, like you, you don't want to get on the wrong side of yeah, him. But he, like he's, he's got a good presence, a good communicator as well, and the guys really respect him, and he also respects a lot of the guys. Hundred um, percent. The last, last, uh, see, the last in a season, NMU was in the Vostok Cup. It was, it was, it wasn't a great season whatsoever. What will be the main objectives of the group, and possibly where would you like to finish on the log uh, after uh, the conclusion of the of this season? Uh, well, look, in our first meeting, our realistic goal was to, to finish in, in the top six. I think what's important for us is we want, especially we want to play a good brand of rugby, but in that we also want to create a winning culture within the team. So I think that is our that was our, our major uh, uh, goal for this campaign. Obviously, we can't plan too far ahead since it's uh we have two years in the competition to really stamp our authority but we just we want to be a force to be reckoned with as well 100 percent uh tony uh lost uh tony lost lost last thing uh before you leave us do you have a message for all your fans ahead of the first game against pick on monday uh look <laughs> i think i would say um there's there's something special in in this group so um they should definitely please just keep keep uh, supporting us uh, back the boys and um there's 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 something really to look forward to with this group 100 percent, tony uh tony thanks so much for joining us on the bench woman uh, good luck this coming monday against booker i'll be fully behind you guys and the rest of the gq gq town um so thanks so much brother for joining us on on, on my Deepa's radio anytime nathan thank you for having me cool You know, there are times where before you say something, you gotta think hard and deep because there's a greater possibility, it is a reflection of either the psyche, the mentality, the character in the person, or it reflects a bit of background. And for fear of exposing where you come from, you think twice and consider perspective. In your face. In the, in the olden days when Jesus Christ went on through his lessons, he was never specific in his references. He would always use symbols. 
Because whenever a symbol is used in a process where something has to be rectified, none of us gets consumed. If I were to refer to somebody who would I would put it like that because I am. But if I were not, then I would put it in a way that has respect in what I'm referring to. I hope you understand. I don't... o'clock thank you very much to everybody for joining us welcome to this um pre-match press conference with proteas with proteas coach mark boucher um if i could ask that everybody as usual to remember to please put your request down to ask questions on the chat panel and we'll take it from there um we'll start with fados and ken hi Bouch. um I guess you, you've been in charge for quite a while now, but it almost feels like another new start with the new captaincy announcements and, and this series. Can you just tell us a little bit about how you're feeling about that and, and what you're hoping this change in leadership will bring? Um, yeah, look, I mean, it was a, a big choice to make. Um, and I'm very happy with the way that things have gone uh, at the moment. Um, I think we've, we've also got to, got to give Temba some time as well to find his feet. I think that's only fair. Um, the, as I said, the preparation has been fantastic. He's the way that he's spoken to the guys. Uh, you know, Timber Timber's a nice guy, so you know it's not going to be difficult for him to form relationships with players. Um, so yeah, let's let's give him some time to find his feet. Uh, I think it's very exciting times for for him, for us, um, going into this sh short period now um, with with his with the first um, series that that he's got as captain. Um, so as you, we're all very much looking forward to it. We've had some good team team chats. Um, you know, last night we revisited our values, our value system. Um, and it's all very ex exciting times going ahead now. Just looking forward to getting on the field and playing. Ken, followed by Nathan. Thanks, Sips. Uh, hello, Mark. Um, how difficult is it to balance um, the fact that um, the last time you guys played, um, the team whitewashed Australia? And obviously, you you'd probably want to reward those players. Um, but it is a year ago and, you know, things like form change. How, how difficult is it in selection to balance that? And, and what sort of side of the argument have you come out on? Well, I don't think it's an argument, Ken. I think it's, um, I think we're quite fortunate, to be honest with you, because we, we're sitting in a position now where, where a lot of guys were arrested at that particular time. There were one or two injuries as well. Um, as you said, it was a long time ago. So, you know, you can take that confidence through into in the sort of thought process and where we were and where we finished off. Um, but we've, we've got a full selection of, of squad members now. So, you know, by right, those guys who come back, um, they were rested at that particular time, maybe one or two injuries, those guys have got to fill those spots again. We also have to take form into, into consideration. Guys that have been playing good cricket, guys have been playing a lot of cricket. There are also a couple of guys who have come back from injuries who, who maybe haven't, you know, without COVID times, they probably would have had, would have had to have played a, a some sort of game to prove their fitness. We, we haven't had that, that opportunity um, to put the guys through that. So, yeah, we, we'll make selections on good sound cricketing um, sort of background. And we, we feel that it's nice to, to have a full, full squad to select from, a full strength squad to, to select from. Um, the reverse of that is that, you know, we feel that before we maybe didn't have the depth in our squad, um, but I think we've shown that the guys we've given opportunities to have performed really well. And that's why we're sitting with a nice headache. Um, 
and and some tough decisions for those guys you know who have done well given those opportunities i think the the conversations that that we have with them are very important and they understand that um you know when these guys do come back after being rested they they are first in line and it's just a matter of, of waiting for your next opportunity Thanks, Bouch. Um, Nathan, followed by Telford, Fahad, and Fuzefa. Uh, thanks, Sips. Um, obviously, you had time off now with the purchase duty, and, and many national players were involved in different domestic formats. With that in mind, can you briefly give us your review on the standout performances in the domestic leagues? Thanks. Um, so, I think well, we started for the T20s. Um, I don't think the cricket was as free-flowing as, as what everyone wanted it to be. Um, you know, as exciting, I think we've got to look at the conditions. Um, the conditions weren't really conducive to some high-scoring games and, and probably the sort of a, attacking brand of cricket that we, we wanted to see. But I, I don't think it was a bad thing at all. I think that having a look at T20 cricket, where we're going now, we, we're playing in a lot of sub, subcontinent conditions. Um, there's a T20 World Cup in subcontinent conditions, so... The guys that, that came through have obviously put their, their name forward in, in the hat for, for selection um, going to this, into this next sort of phase of, of a build-up to a World Cup. So, and, the, and, and these are the conditions that we can expect in India. So I don't think it was a bad thing. Maybe from the viewers, it, it wasn't as exciting. Um, but I, I think it just depends how you, how you look at it. Um, you know, that the guys who really perform well in, in, in slow conditions and turning conditions came to the top, which is good to see. Um, you know, the four-day crickets, um, yeah, there was some good, some really good cricket played. And I think, um, you know, at times a little bit of poor cricket played as well. Um, I think we all understand that we, we need to put a lot of hard work into our cricket in order to, to get us back where we should be. So there is a lot of work um, and a lot of talk has been done behind closed doors to, to try to speed up that process as well. It is difficult in these times. You know, we want to see SIA tours. We want to see guys playing a lot more cricket. Unfortunately, you know, that comes with um, a lot of other other things that, that, that are required and a lot of finances, which, you know, are a little bit tight at the moment. So I think it's just work in progress and, and uh, the, the off season is going to be important for us to, to knuckle down and, and try and get closer to where we, we want to be as, as a South African um, cricketing group. Alfred? How's it, Mark? Um, South Africa don't often play at home in April. Um, have your has, have your preparations this week given you any inkling as to what the conditions might be like? Yeah, that's why I'm wearing a tracksuit top. That's a couple of the guys have picked up a bit of flu. The change of season. I, you know, we usually around this area and it's it's very hot. I mean, it has been hot during the day, but it does get chilly at night. I think from my experience, you know, I've been up here and coached Titans. Um, the colder it gets, the slower the wickets get. Although in saying that, the wicket does look pretty good. Um, you know, there hasn't been a lot of cricket played on these wickets uh, throughout the season, obviously because of COVID times. Um, so the wickets are probably a little bit more fresher than what they would be at this time of the season. So with the changing in weather, um, will it affect us? Are there day-night games? No, they're day games. So I'm expecting it to, to still be good conditions. Um, with the history behind playing this time of the year, it might be a, a touch slower than, than what we're used to. Fahad. Hello, Mark. This is Fahad from cricketholic.pk, Pakistan. My question is regarding inclusion of Mark Rem in South Africa Limited, our squad. He has been in superb form since last year in Red Bull cricket, score runs in Pakistan, and recently 945 runs for Titans in the recently concluded four-day uh, franchise cup in South Africa. Will he able to transfer his Red Bull performance into the limited overs format? Thank you. Well, I, I hope so. Um, I think, you know, 
if you if you've been watching South Africa domestic cricket and you'll understand and, and also international cricket of late, you'll understand how, how good a player he is. Um, so I think it's his inclusion in in this in the one day format is is really us just saying, well, you are that good that we that we do believe that you know if given an opportunity to try and resurrect your your one day career, um, now's the time to to give the opportunity because he is in as you say is in good form. He scored a lot of runs. Um, you know, he had a bit of bit of a, a funny sort of start to his one day career. Um, got a few games and then was named captain, and that's was that the right call at, at that particular time? Well, we don't know. So, you know, he's he's got a very clear sort of um, direction now of, of of the way that he's got to go out and play. Um, his job is to to go out there and score runs and and bat the way that he's been batting in in our domestic season as well. If you can play anywhere near near that sort of level of cricket, then he's only going to be a good find for us in in um in our one day competition or white ball cricket um you know he's, he's certainly one of those players that 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 when he's in form he really stands out um and we see him as as a, a potential match winner you know come a 2023 world cup so we need to get him into into our side and this is this is the first step of, to doing that obviously he's got to perform um you know like everyone else um so hopefully he can do that for, uh, for his own sake uh, hello, Mark. This is Uzafa from Pakistan. Uh, Mark, my question is that, uh, as you know, that uh, uh, some players will be leaving for IPL. So how hard will it be for you being in the management to choose a team for the upcoming matches? And moreover, uh, some Pakistani people are playing very good. Like you get Babar Azam, Shaheen, they are in super good form. You recently had a, a series with them. So which player do you think has a threat for you being in South African opposition? Thank you. Um, so to answer your first question, yeah, a couple of guys are leaving for IPL. Um, you know, we've known this for quite some time. So at our, our selection meeting when we met up in Joburg, uh, we planned for that. Um, you know, the BCCI and the CSA and CSA have had a long, long-standing agreement uh, to release players for IPL. Um, it didn't quite work out with the scheduling now because of COVID reasons. I think there are pros and cons to that. Yes, unfortunately, we won't be able to... Um, have those guys for selection, you know, after the second one international and also the T20s. It's not ideal for for preparation going into a World Cup year, but I think you got to take the positives out of it as well. These guys are going to be going going to India and playing in a you know in a good competition, a strong competition against um, strong opposition. So, you know, they're also going to be getting firsthand information about the the different venues that they're playing at in India. Um, you know, playing against players that they probably will meet up against uh, in the T20 World Cup as well. So that's the positive side of it. And you know, different story if they're going on holiday. They're not going on holiday. They're going, they're going out there to play in a, in a good, strong competition. And it gives us opportunity to have a, a look at a couple of the guys who, you know, maybe could get opportunities to put their hands up um, going forward in, into a World Cup um, year as well. So those are the pros and cons of it. Um, it is what it is. Um, your second part, your question, uh, you know, Pakistan, as, as we've seen, have got some very dangerous um, characters. Um, you know, Baba Azam, his record speaks for itself. A guy like uh, Rizwan, you know, had a very good series against us. Um, you know, they've they got a, a lot of dangerous players. But we are in our conditions now, so we do take a lot of confidence um, in being in our conditions. Um, we're not too worried about where they are. We've set our sort of plan, set of plans about uh, to, to try to counteract their strengths. Um, but also attack their weaknesses as well. But you know, as I've said before, we're in a phase now where we're really focusing on, on the brand of cricket that we're playing um, and not too, too much on the opposition. We feel that if we get our brand of cricket right and, and the guys can stay nice and hungry and score the runs and take wickets, uh, then we'll compete with any team in the world.
Thanks, Bouch. Up next is Kanyesov, followed by Usman and then Zaid. Reminder, guys, please to ask one question at a time so that we'll be able to do a second round with others if we do still have time. Thank you. Um, how's it, Mark? A bit of my spark was stolen from the previous Markham question, but um, you, you had a front row seat to his performances in the 2017-2018 and 2018-2019 Momentum One Day Cup series where he was pretty much um, piling on the runs. And he mentioned in yesterday's press conference that he needs to make a few mental tweaks. Um, are you able to just take us into just privy into the conversations that you've had with him in terms of how he just needs to adjust his mental setup for limited overs cricket? Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes when you come in as a youngster in white ball cricket, you know, red ball cricket where he's really taken well to, he's just got the, the opportunity to go out and bat. Um, and it's not, not like he's rushed or anything like that. I think the mindset with white ball cricket is, is that sometimes if your character is, is such a humble sort of character, which Aiden is, he sometimes feels if he's not scoring at 140 strike rate, he's, he's holding up um, the team in some sort of way. I think, you know, if we're honest, a guy like Aiden and there's certain players in our side, a guy like Quinny as well, you know, if they go out and score 100, they're not, they're not many players who are going to be able to outscore them. Um, so the mental adjustment for me is, is how do we get Aiden into that mindset that he, that he goes into bat with when, when he plays at franchise level? Um, so it's something that we have addressed with them. Um, hopefully that can click very, very quickly um, and we can get some big runs. I think he's sort of maybe one or two knocks away from from really understanding the way that, that he, he's, he can sort of tick in, in white ball cricket and in one day cricket in, um, in particular. So we've had those conversations. Aiden needs to just go out there. And, you know, if Aiden's batting in the 40th over, um, you know, he's probably got to 100 or very close to 100 at a runner ball. That's just the way that he plays. He's nice and aggressive like that. We've given, we've been working on a couple of extra shots with not only him, but our, the rest of our batting lineup as well to give them different options. Um, so, yeah, and then, then if, he, if he bats off to 40, um, we've seen what, as you said, in 2017, 2018, what he can do towards the back end of everything. So that'll only stand us in good stead. So hopefully he can take that mindset and put it into international cricket and not feel pressurized um, like he probably has been guilty of um, in the past when he first got an opportunity to, to bat for South Africa. Osman? Thank you. Uh, hello, Mark. This is Osman. Uh, my question is, uh, what uh, Pakistani bowlers can pose a threat on uh, South African batting lineup? Uh, you know that uh, there is Shaheen Shafridi and uh, Harish Rao, Hassan Ali. They all are uh, uh, very exciting young bowlers. So do you have any plans about them? Uh, because there is so much discussion about Babar Azam and uh, Mohammed Rajwan. So uh, can you share some thoughts about the uh, Pakistani bowling lineup? Yes, um... I'm sure that they they would be loving the fact that they've got a, a few probably more SEMA-friendly uh, conditions to to come up to. There's a little bit of bounce, a bit of pace here, um, historically in the high felt. Um, but bottom line is, you know, you've got that pace, you've got that bounce, um, as a lot of the, the people who are on this call now will know that if you get that, if you get the ball in the right place, it can be it can be nice. But if you get it wrong, you can travel as well. So I think. You know, from both sides, there's some good pace and there's some nice matchups between the two teams. Um, you still got to hit your areas, though. Um, so, as I said before, we, we, we've spoken about them. We know what they're all about. Um, we're aware of the strengths that they've got. Um, we're more looking at how we can attack them in, in their weak spots. Um, bottom line is we, we can talk all day. Ultimately, the game is about bat and ball and who rocks up on the particular day. So... Now, if it's if it's their day and they're hitting their straps, they're going to be difficult to face the two that you mentioned because they got some pace, got some bounce. Um, but if it's not their day, then then we need to capitalize on that as well. So 
we'll see how it goes um, on game day. Zaid, and then we're going to finish off with Fidos, Nathan, and Ken. Hi, Mark. Uh, Australia recently pulled out of South Africa tour. Pakistan is coming with a full strength squad during a pandemic. Don't you think it's disrespectful to Pakistan that you decided to let your main players go to IPL during the series? And would South Africa have been fine if Pakistan decided to leave their main players like Babar Azam and their broadcasters would have been fine? Um, well, I don't really think that's a question that I can answer. I think that's more above me because I didn't make the decision. Um, as I said before, though, it's been a long, long standing agreement with, with the RPL, with BCCI and CSA. I think it actually it could be in, in a document as well um, that, that, that our players are released uh, to, to go to India. So that's all I can really say on it. Uh, I wasn't involved in that decision making, um, but I do know that there is some sort of agreement and a contractual agreement in that um, that, that we're just upholding. That's all I can really answer about that. Thank you. Thanks, Bash. Um, Fidos? Uh, but you've got a lot of players who can bet in the top probably three, even four. Um, have you made any decisions as to uh, where someone like Timber will bet? Or I mean, you don't have to tell us who's going to play, obviously, but even like Aiden Markram, Yanamal Milan, how, how are you juggling that? Um, Timber will probably bet three. Um, yeah, Aiden, Aiden, for me, I see him as a guy. Look, we, we've had meetings and we've discussed where we are at the moment. Um, you know, We've, we've sort of picked a squad that we feel is going to be in line with, you know, selections going forward in 2023. That's where we're at at the moment. Um, obviously, along the lines, we want to win as well, because that's important, as in, probably more important um, right now. Um, we are prepared to juggle around a couple of positions and to see um, where the balance is going. Um, up front, you probably see a guy like Aiden going in up front rather than, than batting three or four. Can he bat three or four? In the future, yes, I think he can. I think he's, he's one of those sort of players. But right now, um, we'll probably stick with uh, giving guys opportunity where they've really done well for their franchises. So, um, yeah, you'll probably see Aiden up front and, and Timber three. Nathan? Um, Mark, from the last International White Ball Series, the Perthes have featured in, which was the Pakistan T T20 Series, uh, fact-checked. Will there be additional staff members brought into the side? Sorry, can you just repeat that question? Um, will there be any, any additional staff members uh, brought into the side? For, for where? I didn't get the first part of the question. No, I'm saying after, after the, the last white ball series you guys played in, uh, from there, will there, have there been additional um, staff members brought into the side? Um, no. Uh, there's, no. No, there hasn't been any. No. Other than a masseuse. Okay, thank you. Am I right, Sipokazi? But on, yeah. <laughs> and finally, Ken. And I think Prasanna um, being replaced. But um, Mark, was sorry. Was before Pakistan. Was it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, you mentioned uh, players not being able to uh, prove their fitness before the series. And I guess uh, one of the main guys there is Andile Pachacuaya, who got injured. Um, a while ago and hasn't played. C can you just give us an update on his fitness, please? Yeah, Andile, I mean, obviously he got, he got injured in a, in a T20 um, series, a domestic competition. Um, you know, he has been, he's been doing his recovery and all that type of stuff. Ideally, we would have liked for him to, 
to play some sort of a game to, to prove his fitness um, in these times that is difficult. So he's, he's been, we put, put him through a fitness test today as well. And he passed his fitness test. He's, he's done what he can to, to try and make himself available for selection. Um, as a player, you can only do what, what you can do. I mean, if there's no cricket that's, that's on, then there's no cricket, unfortunately. So we can't hold that against him. But yes, he has been past fit to play today. And Bouch, we've got one more question from someone who's been struggling with connectivity. Um, he's asking if you have any concerns at all overall in the white ball format um, from a team perspective and um, what kind of work have you been doing to, to ensure that, that those concerns are corrected? Um, no, I don't think we've got any concerns. I think if you have a look at our last one-day series, I mean, we played really good cricket. We beat Australia 3-0. But in saying that, that's, that's quite a long time ago um, and a, probably a different-looking team, um, different-looking 11. I think there's a, a lot of things that we've been working on just in general, just to try and upskill players. Um, you know, at Nets, we've, we've tried to encourage um, batters, especially to, to spin, looking forward where we're going now, how many tours we've got, sort of subcontinent conditions going into a World Cup um, sort of year, this year and next year. So spin has been something that, that I've really been looking at and, and just giving guys different options to, to score 360 around, around the, the field. Um, that's going to take a bit of time. You don't just put a guy into net and teach him how to play a reverse sweep or play this shot, play that shot, and then they, they go and do it in the game. I think they, they need to get some good confidence from it, a lot more repetition, understanding what the, what the technical side of it is as well. Um, and, and then hopefully they can take that into nets and then have the guts to try it out in a game. And if it comes off in a game, then they add, they've added to the sort of repertoire of, of cricket shots. Also, from a bowling perspective, um, you know, we've got pace. So we've got to understand that we, in those middle periods, in one-day cricket, we've got to pick up wickets. So from 11 to 40, it's not about just going into a sort of automatic zone of just landing the ball in the area and just waiting for things to happen. I think we want to be nice and aggressive. Uh, we want to be guys who, who make the play rather than sit back and wait for a play. Um, so hopefully we've spoken about it. Hopefully you'll see a couple of our quicks really running in and, and trying to be nice and aggressive and pick up wickets in the middle period. I think that's where you probably nowadays win, win games of cricket um, in international cricket is if you can pick up wickets in that middle period. And we, be, we believe we've got the firepower and, and the spinner to, to be able to, to do that in that period of the game. So hopefully that happens. All right. Um, how's it, how's it, Timber? Um, afternoon, Timber. Firstly, congratulations for the positive domestic uh, campaign with the Lions. Um, since taking over the reins as the white ball captain, how's the mood been, especially from the new faces with the likes of uh, Vion Libba, Libba and Lizard Williams? Then lastly, what lessons or goals will you guys be looking to execute as this is the second ODR series in a relatively short period of time against Pakistan? Thank you. Uh, thank you um, for your for your good wishes. Um, I think, yeah, the mood in the camp has been rather optimistic. I guess, you know, it's always nice to get new faces. Um, you know, um, guys being guys being rewarded for, for the performances um, and talent that they've shown domestically. Um, and I guess from the older guys as well, it's always nice to, to have newer faces in the team, guys who, who will be pushing you, um, who are kind of, you know, ensuring that you know you you, you are showing you're showing off your best. Um, yeah, I think I I think I've answered your question. If I've let something out, you can let me know. 
Ken, you can go, um, followed by Fidoz. Guys, if I can just ask um, that we stick to one question per person in the first round so that we'll be able to get as many people's questions in. Thank you. Thanks, Sips. Uh, hi, Timber. Congratulations and uh, best of luck with your appointment. Um, you've led the Lions to a, a, a couple of domestic white ball trophies. What can we expect of you uh, as captain of the Proteas? What's your approach going to be? Thanks, Ken. Um, I think, yeah, probably simply would probably be to lead, to lead the team to, to a couple of um, victories. Um, I think we have, we have the opportunity now um, building up to 2023 to the World Cup to, to really define our style of play and how we want to go about our business. Um, we've had um, fruitful chats amongst, amongst the team. Um, being the batting and the bowling and things are, I guess, are starting to become a bit more clearer. Um, I guess for me personally, it's, it's to it's to enjoy this journey, um, this new chapter in in my book per se, and you know I look forward to to creating and adding value within within the team. Thanks, Tim's for those. Hi, Timber. Um, Timber, we saw after the 2015 World Cup, England had a little bit of a rethink and then sort of, you know, changed a lot about their approach. And it feels like maybe South Africa is at a similar juncture. Is there some kind of style of play rethink that you think will happen under your leadership? Or, you know, are there specific things you want to see happen as you approach the next World Cup? Thanks for those. I think for those, um, I agree with you in terms of 2015 and looking at the way England went about it. There was a definite change in the way they went about their business. I think, though, if you look at South Africa, um, you know, we've always been a, a more than competitive um, ODI unit. Um, I think even, even to a point where the guys have gotten to positions of number one. So I think for me, really, it's really to just try to find that, that, that style of play and, 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 and create something that makes us accountable to something. And most importantly, um, be able to execute that style of play um, in any conditions or under any occasion. Um, I think for me, that is, that is where my thinking is. Um, I guess mentally, you know, that's somewhere that we probably need to improve a lot more in terms of... In terms terms of getting stronger. Um, but yeah, I think it's just more defining that style of play and being able to execute that under any given conditions. Up next is um, Ubaid Awad, followed by Mohammed Musamil Asif, and then Telford. Hi, Babuma. Uh, I'm Ubaid Awad from Pakistan. Uh, my question is, uh, you had a couple of uh, good innings against Pakistan in Pakistan recently. So what's your target in uh, the uh, coming ODI series? Thank you. Um, yeah, it does feel like it's, it was a while ago when I was in Pakistan, um, albeit it was the test, it was just the test format. Um, I guess it's just to try carry on with that form. Um, it's obviously a different format now, but I think I think the goal is always to contribute positively and immensely towards the team's success. Um, obviously, now I come in as well as a, as a leader within the team. So, you know, it would be to inspire and try to get the guys in, in spaces where they can, where they can perform um, as, as, as well as they can for the team. 
Mohammed followed by Telford then Fanyiso. Bahuma, this is Mozammel uh, from Pakistan. Hope you are doing well. Um, you, uh, your, uh, you will. Uh, some of your players will leave uh, the team after second ODI to play IPL. How disturbing uh, it would be for you guys. And my second question is: uh, any uh, special player you are targeting from Pakistan side? Sorry, Thames. Before you answer that question, um, one question per person, please. We'll start. We'll go with the first question about the IPL players. Reminder: one question per player, please. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's probably not as disturbing now. To be honest with you, in that um, we're all aware of, of of the arrangement that is in place. Um, look, I mean, we can, like you said, you know, for the first two games, we've got. We've got um, the liberty of all our players, all our best players. Um, and it's important that we that we get those, we get the positive results for, for those two games. Um, in saying that, you know, that's not to say that we're conceding, you know, the result in the third game. You know, we we believe that we've got worthy enough replacements of guys coming in and filling in those boots. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, I don't think it, it is as disturbing. You know, we respect the relationship that is between Cricket South Africa and PCCI. Um, yeah. Telford followed by Kanyiso. And then um, we'll go to Derek, Zahir, um, Fahad. And then we'll go back to Ken. Hello, Timber. Um, I'm sure we all. Let me hit a button here. Sorry for those just got up to do something and her computer was not on mute. Um, I'm sure we're all looking forward to seeing how you go about this job, but uh, it's going to be a, a wonderful thing to to see someone as thoughtful, uh, you know, and as insightful as yourself as, as the captain of the team. Um, and I was wondering, you know, I think a lot of us wondered whether you were going to be the test captain. Um, and and because I think it kind of suits your the way we see you as a, as a as a thoughtful player. Um, how much of an influence do you think you can have as a captain in the one day situation? It's almost as if white ball games tend to run this themselves to a certain extent. Do you, are you going to be able to put your stamp on on the way your team plays? Thanks for that, Telford. Um, look, I think I'm going to have to try to do so. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I am going to be the guy in the field that the guys will be looking for um, in terms of decision making, in terms of providing providing the way forward. Um, and that's exactly what I'll be trying to do. I think the work starts um, off the field um, in the communications um, and the chats that we have um, in our relative, in our, in, within our relevant groups. Um, and in the game, it's more about just executing all the plans and all the communication that, that we had. Um, I do believe in, in the white ball stuff. Um, the captain is, is someone of influence. Um, I do believe that I'm someone who can still influence things within that space. Um, and I guess, you know, as time goes by, you know, it will all, it'll all kind of show exactly what type of influence um, and contribution that I'll have on the team. Can you still follow it by Derek? Uh, uh, 
ingos putkani sa sabuli naman bulis na mam nago sa pila man akonde akonde zim ah wako I mean, I do believe the call of Baapa Greek, Bacona Bajaliban, Abagos, Ugul News, Isinga, Leto, Abamendi Chilo, Italate, Kutala, the performer, um, Kutela Figa, we could position about Abilzwin. The Bonnie is at the Bassin and Ogazo Pindus, Fikipana, Abamendi Chilo, Indonesia, who created e processes? Um, upper corners was Zubasma accounted because um, Kakulu Suazubana Ugulala Lentela Sifuni Jala Naba Kuzikanduni, um, Yazizo Ezunjo Mozam, Kulkalanit Yabulela Matal Bulela Tina Putkaniso. Um, up next is Derek, followed by Zahir Fahad, and then Ken and Nathan. And we'll end up we'll end off with Colin. Thanks very much, uh, Supergazi. Um, yeah, Timber, just echoing the thoughts of everyone else. Congratulations on the appointment. Um, have you and the team felt the impact of the success of the women's team over in India? And have you been impressed by um, I think that the public's support and uh, how the performances of the protest women's side have managed to, to capture the hearts of, of South Africa? And are you, are you looking to ride that wave? Hey Derek, thanks for that. Um, yes, I mean we've been we've been very much inspired by the efforts of the women um, over the last while. I think, you know, we have the experience of playing in India and we know how tough it is. And you know, the fact that they've been able to come out in all the something that we we celebrate um, as the men's team. I think it's important for us as well to 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 take that. Um, in our stride um, and make sure that we can also uh, match the efforts of the women. Um, I mean, those are conversations that have been had, um, not formally within the small groups within the team. So um, from our side, you know, we'll be trying to... to I'm not sure if I was the only one who missed a little bit of that. Um, Thames, if you could, I can see Ken is also nodding. Um, if we could maybe ask you to give us that answer one more time, please. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Let me see if I can get a hold of him on his phone. Thames, are you able to, are you back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, awesome. Sorry, you just cut me off. No problem. If you could answer the women's um, team question again, please. Okay. Um, thanks for that question, Derek. Um, yeah, look, certainly as, a, as the group, um, we've certainly been inspired by the efforts of the women's team. Um, I mean, we have, we, we have our own experiences of playing in India and we know how tough it is um, to play in that part of the world. And, you know, the, the results and efforts by the women, you know, is something that we, that we respect as the men's team. Um, we've had conversations about it, not formally, but with 
within our small groups and you know we'll definitely be be looking to ride that wave um and put in good performances for for the country as well wonderful thanks so much um if we can move on to the next question from zahir hello timba hope you all um timba you the the one day comp was played in uh, in poch and the, the t20 comp was played in uh, in durban and uh, the the domestic stuff and it was the the pitches were fairly slowish and it was you know, it was really quite tough to bat on um, in both in both competitions um, and we didn't see very high scores how happy are you that this this one day this one day series and, and t20 and one day series is going to be up in up in the high felt at the wonders and at centurion where and will it help your, you know, the, the style that you guys want to play, this attacking brand of cricket that you guys want to play, will it help that you're playing on on surfaces that, that you're familiar with and also surfaces that, you know, that help that type of cricket? Thanks for that, Savisa. Here, um, I hope you all too. Um, yeah, look, I had the experience of playing in the T20 stuff. Um, we played in Durban. And like you, like you say, I think, the conditions probably didn't really favor, you know, the aggressive band of cricket that we've been speaking highly of. Um, I mean, saying that now we are back in the high felt and probably looking at our batters, you know, we are kind of suited to those conditions. Um, I think with the bowling attack, you know, they really showed their, their class and quality and they were able to, to exploit um, the, the conditions in Durban and in Poch. In saying so, Zahir, I mean, we'd like to be in a position where we feel that we can be aggressive and be dominant in all type of conditions. Um, so I think, you know, things may suit us now that we're playing in a high fold, but I think in the longer run, we definitely want to test ourselves a lot more in, in unfavorable conditions, if I could say, um, and, really, and really see that we can execute our brand of cricket um, at, 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 at all times given. Fahad followed by Ken and then Nathan. Uh, hello, Taimba. This is Fahad from cricketholic.pk, Pakistan. First of all, uh, congratulations to becoming South Africa, cap- uh, South Africa captain. Are you excited to lead the protest for the, for the very first time? Um, yes, Fahad. Um, I obviously am excited um, to lead um, to lead the team. Um, I think it goes without saying, you know, that it's obviously a massive honor, privilege, um, and responsibility as well to to do this type of job. And I'll be hoping that I can um, I can do my best and, like I said, um, add value to towards the team. Ken. Uh, Timber, previously in white ball cricket, you've moved both domestically and, and internationally. You've moved up and down the batting order a bit. Um, has there been any decision made on where you're going to bat in these ODIs and, and maybe in the T20s afterwards as well? Yes, Ken. Um, I guess, I mean, those conversations are still ongoing, um, to be honest with you. Um, I'll probably find myself within the top three, no no further down than four, I'd like to think, um, within the white ball stuff. Um, I guess being versatile, being flexible is something that I've always prided myself in. Um, I guess it's also something that I've always had to do in my career. So um, 
Yes, it will all depend on the team, um, the roles that um, that we are all comfortable with. Um, making sure that you know I've got the skills to um, to help me achieve whatever role it is. Um, Nathan, Colin, and then the final question is Stephen. Um, Bazif, I note your request, but you're 25 minutes late to this press conference. Unfortunately, we don't have time to take your question. Um, we'll finish off now with Nathan, Colin, and then Stephen. Thank you. Uh, Okay. <laughs> I think Umjalio and Jim Kokail, you know, Indiana Azalanga, Italian Dayaki, Sakono Saiki, definitely Ngangumdu Onganayo Blue Conversation. Kokail has had the experience, Munawa Mava, Yoshala, Glenavon, and Gumdu Kakata Sim Chongileo. I mean, Yangata Game Dogbana. I like it domestic. We are we are runs banner, we are dominators. So everybody in Gangum to Gagato also a central delay to fulfill the position like a faff. Gosta Bullen Colin. All right, Tamba. Conditions in, in uh, April. Uh, uh, have you had any indication whether the pitches will be similar? Because uh, it's very late to be playing cricket. Now, I know a few years ago when there was test cricket very late in the season, the pitches tended to be quite bowler-friendly. But do you expect anything different from the pitches? Thanks for that, Colin. Yeah, it is an interesting time to play cricket. Um, me, myself, I haven't played a lot of um, domestic cricket um, in South Africa during this time. I think my only experience was when we played the 2018 T20 competition. Um, and you're right in that in the high fault um, conditions, it did seem to suit um, seam bowling a bit more um, with the ball swinging um, a bit more than, than normal. And saying that, I think, you know, the wicket still, still, still become favorable for, for betting. So I guess... You know, the challenge will be a bit more with the seam, um, but I think there's still definitely something in there for, for the batters. Thank you. Stephen? Hi, Tamer. First of all, congratulations. Um, I just wanted to ask, with the, there being three World Cups in sort of the next um, three years, what has your message been to some of the youngsters and some of the fringe players in terms of, obviously, you want to try and settle on a squad and start really tweaking a final eleven. Um, but obviously there are a lot of um, youngsters putting their hands up. What has your message been to these players in terms of their possibility of trying to make these World Cup squads in the next couple of years? Thanks, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, if I look at our ODI squad now, we've got 22 players um, with us at the moment. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big squad, um, in my opinion. Um, and I think, you know, the message has been that the guys who are here, 
I mean, they can take comfort from the fact that, you know, the World, the, the squads, the World Cup squads at least, will be coming from this group. You know, 90% of that, of that squad will be coming from this group. So I think it's important that, you know, guys understand, um, acknowledge the fact that there is, a, there is an opportunity. Um, and it's important that guys know where they potentially can fit in within that, that squad. Um, you know, like I said, you know, it's always nice to see new faces. It's always nice to see guys being rewarded for their efforts. Um, and it's important that they keep putting in those, um, putting in those performances. Um, guys will tell you, you played at this level. It's almost easy to kind of get to the national national level, but the real work comes in where you kind of have to maintain and keep putting in those performances that people um, accustomed, get accustomed to. Um, to you by. So that's my message to the young guys. Um, the opportunity is there um, and make sure that you keep um, um, churning out those performances. Thanks very much, Thames. And just one request, please, just a word on the passing of Dadulax um, Koboshiana, um, if you have a few words, please. Yeah, we had the unfortunate news, obviously, of learning of the passing of Uoputlax. Um, I had the opportunity to interact with Uoputlax. Um, he was obviously our our selector, um, but he was also someone who you could relate to um, as a fellow closer person. Um, I'd like to send my condolences to to his family, Uoputlax, um, and Koye Gutalale Ngotolo. And I believe that he's had... Um, an impact within within South African cricket, and if he could cel- be celebrated in his own space. Thank you very much, and thanks to everybody for joining us. Have a wonderful day further, and um, we'll see you guys in the.
I can feel it all. 